following podcast may contain strong language. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Hallmark of Greatness Last Orders, the podcast where we look back into the films our Hallmark favour actors and directors would rather forget that they were ever involved with. I'm Joe, and with me as always are my co-hosts, she has recently returned from sailing across the Atlantic Ocean single-handedly in a cooking pot. It's Bernadette. I had my cheese and my sausages. All the important things you need. <laughs> and he is currently on the run from the Vet- Veterinary Association after adopting 17 dogs and training them to rap to form his own Wu-Tang clan. It's James. It's always party town in this <laughs> I couldn't think of another rap group, and then I was going to put Blazing Squad, but I thought that might be too much of a niche reference for nobody. <laughs> Everyone knows oh, who Wu-Tang If you would like to follow us on Twitter at Hallmark of Great and Instagram and Facebook at Hallmark of Greatness, uh, you can also send us an email with any suggestions or anything you think we may have missed at hallmarkofgreatness at gmail.com. How are we doing? This is a, a bit of a, a bit of a twofer this month, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, why have we turned into a podcast about Titanic films, apart from the Titanic film, every film about the Titanic, apart from the Titanic film. We're going to go back to the 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 original idea at some point, but I think just after summer, it was just a nice thing. But yes, uh, in 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 case you weren't aware, uh, this week's film is 2010's Titanic Two. Have you got your synopsis ready, James? Yeah, well, you put me in a tricky position with this one because it's called Titanic 2. I mean, it was exactly what I expected to be unless, you know, if I'm honest. But I I had a go when Samantha Tannock, a Thai kayak instructor, gets accidentally dragooned into a secret lethal martial arts event held on the big secret Wrestle Island Little do her captors realise the extent of her powers over the sea and riverine areas. Following a harrowing storm which sinks the prison yacht, the kidnappers and Samantha find themselves marooned on a remote abandoned inlet. Little by little, they're forced to do deadly battle with the freed woman and her passion for sea and riverine-related vengeance. Expect bad German accents, javelin guards, thumbs that do nothing, and a hotshot prodder with a flexi shaft. So I like that. So you've basically crossed sort of Storm from the X Men and Blood Fist too. <laughs> I, I just kept going with it. Also, use of dragooned and marooned. Someone's using all the vowels at Scrabble today, aren't they? <laughs> I did it in a hurry. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, Barney, this poster. Ooh. Oh, it was hard to do because you'd already said it. It ruined us saying that the uh, funnel looked like Beaker from the Muppet. It looks like. <laughs> um, but cottoned on to the tagline which was a hundred years later lightning strikes twice so i thought this titanic would be taken down by zeus <laughs> by a vengeful Greek god. <laughs> yeah. and not a dry ice iceberg like last time i mean mm. uh the actual synopsis a century after the fateful voyage of the original modern luxury liner titanic 2 set sail Will this ship suffer the same fate as her namesake? Spoilers, yes. it does. 
in the most well, convoluted not... series of events I've ever come across. <laughs> it's not exactly the same fate. It's an even more implausible fate. But yeah. yeah, I've literally got, oh, like everyone's touched magpies or something because it's just a series of unfortunate events. Uh, here is the trailer. One hundred years later, the world's greatest ship, most sophisticated ship ever created, the Titanic Two. Let's make history. We'll sail again. Establishing gold. Have another one of your bad feelings, Captain. Oh, you could say that. The Undertaker coming out. On the same day, the same course, <laughs> and the same fate. Swamp track. Whom the bell tolls. In the in the finished cut of this podcast, can we just have Jimmy Bennett going <laughs> constantly? I mean, that's the one the one things of uh, of of sound files I've never deleted off my sound pad is the uh, fatal deviation ones. I mean, this film, I uh, it is an asylum production, so you sort of know what you're letting yourself in for. Yeah, I, I wasn't really aware of what Asylum was, but then it turned out they are behind a lot of films that you will have heard of, but not yes. respect. Uh, they have done some good stuff. Um, have they? But yeah, um, I think early on they were a bit of like a hallmarky sort of thing, and then they realised they could make more money ripping off um, blockbuster films, giving them almost identical but not titles. Yeah, yeah. And then getting confused grandparents to buy them around Christmas time sort of stuff. It's like, oh, cheers, Grandma. I really wanted Transmorphers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed that, yeah. I think it was um, an interesting opening to the film. It, um, it sort of pans over mountains, which I put as nature's iceberg, and I don't really know what I meant by that. But <laughs> over that, it's <laughs> don't look into it too much. Over that, it's got sort of opening credits, and the fifth one is makeup, and the sixth one is costume designer. And I thought, something's not right here. Yeah, this is the wrong way round. In the <laughs> opening credits of a film, costume designer is never, ever mentioned. It's, it's uh, Although Shane Van Dyke does uh, do a Neil Breen and toot his own horn quite extensively in those opening credits. Yeah. It's written by, stars, and directed by... 
grandson of Dick Van Dyke, yep. son of Barry Van Dyke, Shane Van Dyke. And I don't really know what he is in this film because I, I, again, this film is a whole bunch of crazy incidents that happen. Um, but yes, uh, the opening credits. Is... Oh, go on. No, so these opening credits are just over mountains, which I didn't get because yeah. you can't drive a boat over mountains. Mountains have nothing to do with this film. Nope. I think it's because they had snow the on them. Yeah. yeah. But he was rubbing himself with ice at one point. Well, it looked like ice. All right, yeah. So there's this man, isn't there? There's the, it opens with this man putting on a, a suit, a, like a wetsuit, with extreme difficulty. It, it and takes also, ages. There were also it's dolphins. Really cold. Dolphins obviously make an appearance in Titanic the Animated Edition. <laughs> but, <laughs> but say what? Not in this one. Um, <laughs> they rescue never, the chef that's going back for the bloke. <laughs> Actually, I assume they just get wiped out by this massive tidal wave thing that's coming. Um, and yeah, he, he goes up uh, for surfing. Um, but his... I, I just put, why is he going up for surfing for Christ's sake? Because that must yeah, be he goes into the thing he and he waits. Glacier. Yeah, he, he, he waits in the water until this huge chunk of ice breaks off and then surfs the wave of that. I put Stargrove next to that. <laughs> it's a great Stargrove moment. But I didn't know if there was like a continue continue error because I'm sure he was in a canoe at one point and the next minute he's on a surfboard. Oh, I mean, I the continuity errors in this are all over the place. Uh, I have got some of them pointed out. But um, yeah, it could have been. Uh, I, again, I didn't understand what this brought to the film at all. Also, it, would it there the be science, that... I think. Would there be that big of a wave from ice dropping this far into the water? Not really, but I think the immediate impact of it is very impressive. Like people do like rock up on boats to watch it, don't they? Right. But I okay. don't think it would cause a massive tsunami. Because it, it's funny because he, he sort of rides that wave and then he sort of does like a fist bump in the Yay, air. Like, yeah, me. <laughs> even though there's nobody else around. There's oh, no, no not even like an I don't know how he's got station. there. Yeah. Um, the dolphins can see him. He's like, yay. The and dolphins did it. Teeth's yeah. back. Yeah. Uh, and then he turns around after he's after he's congratulated himself, and a huge chunk of this uh, this glacier drops off, and he he's, he, and he starts to try and paddle away from it, but it gets tumbled over. And then we cut to uh, a military comms room. It's a coast guard. Oh, it's the coast guard. Sorry, I yes. Mean, I mean, it looked like a server room, but yeah. Uh, I get what it's supposed to be. Lots of this was filmed in stairwells of multi-story car parks. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a, an interesting badge that man. In fact, it was interesting because it sort of like it, it lit up on this man, and he sort of like wakes up and takes like the details down of ice for lunch, and uh, then it switches to the the actual first in command who introduces himself as Captain. It sounded like Captain Mania. And I love that. And I wish that was his name. It's Maine, sadly. James Maine. Captain Maine. Yes. Uh, uh, and he looks like he's like one day before retirement. He has he has had enough of this shit. He's <laughs> but he's is is the Coast Guard a military division? I think it's one of the I only know this from Space Force, but it's like it's one of the core elements. It's just like the the shitty one oh, like a, by a, like a, a rubbish bit of Army, the navy, sort of Army, thing. Marines, Air Force, Coast Guard, but it right. is like mountain it's, rescue, it's legit. yeah, green flag, uh, which doesn't really make much sense of the fact that he's got like a 
sort of Luftwaffe style pin badge on his lapel. Because he's the I, captain. I think these uniforms were left over from another film because I'm sure I've seen them in like a space one that the Asylum have done as well. So, yeah, because none of the uh, ship's captain's suits fit or anything. Like they're all very. It's like triple-breasted at one point in that jacket. I don't know how that <laughs> happens, but yeah. We get a lot of military nonsense uh, where he's like, what? Who? Bye! <laughs> and then the guy who's asleep goes, is there a problem, sir? And he goes, you bet there is, or something like that. <laughs> and he asks for Snipes. Get me Snipes. Wesley Snipes type. Uh, and Snipes is the pilot of a helicopter. That's yeah, it. They just go off and off in their helicopter now. That was weird, though. If you paid close attention to that, he walks up to, like, a cardboard cutout of a helicopter. Oh, yeah, it was very um, Lex. There was a lot of green screen and CG yeah. and stuff in it. And the CG is... For 2010, it's pretty bad. It's like a PlayStation 2. It's Yeah, it's, it's so bad. Somebody yeah. described it as, like, a Wii sort of, like, continuity thing. It was odd. Yeah, it continuity was is all over the place in this film. Yeah, I think the helicopter changes like shape and size at one point in an external <laughs> shot. It transmorphed. Uh-huh. Um, and we are then go to the, the dock of the Titanic 2, which is in New York, but there are palm trees. Make of that what mm. you will. <laughs> it uh, was actually shot um, on the Queen Mary, I think it's called. Yes. Which is like the Cunard thing, which is in Los Angeles. Well, that would explain. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. in keeping with Titanic sequel traditions, we don't get a long shot of a seagull's ass, but we do get a shot of a woman's ass. Yeah, that was incredibly gratuitous. And then she goes over to her colleague Amy to speak nonsense about her boyfriend. For so long. So long. Nothing. It does not advance the, the plot at all. No. We found out that her dad is Captain Mania and she is she is Amy Mania and he didn't want her working on the Titanic 2 because he's it's only just no Tim goes off to do something something and and Captain Mania phones her and he's like I don't want you on there because it was a rush job it only just passed um buoyancy or something Which you think for it a something about the suspension or something that I thought was to do with bikes, yeah, I was like, so. the boats have suspension, <laughs> yes. Um, and she's like, Yeah, all right, dad, whatever, bye. And oh, then, uh, and yeah, and, and the, the, the man who built this boat choppers in at this point, another CGI chopper. But I thought it was a dad because he was in a chopper, so I was like, Why is a dad coming down and that's a Rex? What's going on? No. Um, anyway, this lands to the tune of a fake all along the watchtower. <laughs> I'm caught. I was like, this is very, very close. <laughs> yeah. uh, and there's a, a very close up shot of so many racks next to this um, one. Browless yeah. racks. There are Bra- so many cold uh, nipples. The, the, the redheaded <laughs> lass with the white top on is smuggling a lot of peanuts. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we meet Hayden. Hayden Walsh, played by writer, director, caterer, um, <laughs> Shane Van Dyke. Obviously, you know, in Wilson, I've put down. Shane Van Dyke all the way through it, because <laughs> I'm not calling him Hayden, who has clearly written this role for himself so he can hang around with sexy ladies. Hmm. 
Their dresses but, were very spot on for early noughties, though, because that's the kind of stuff I'd go out in. Yeah, Harvey said, um, like, the fashion is, is bang on point. Bang on, yeah. <laughs> like, I got them dresses from cult clothing. <laughs> uh, but we know Hayden's cool because he gets off. He's got these women with him. He's walking about going, hey, 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 to all these people who don't acknowledge him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got aviators on as well. Yeah, and he signs two things for people. I don't know why. Do we know what he actually does? Or is he just he rich? Signs autographs. He's, yeah, he's rich and famous. Exactly. And has, right. He's built this. He's something Titanic to do with the boat. Yeah. His dad left him a lot of money because his dad died, I think. And he's giving his speech, and this is where I'm like, oh, this is the start of many where it is like, and now we're going to make history. And I thought, yeah. if this was a drinking game, we'd be dead <laughs> by 15 minutes in the amount of times they say it. Well, There's a bit of choice dialogue as well, where one of his side babes. So he, he always travels everywhere with two women on each side in yeah. a kind of squadron form. But um, one of them says, so big. That's and nipples. He says, who says that? <laughs> he says, about her own nipples. <laughs> focus, focus. Um, he says, airplanes are big, babe. Trains are big. This is monumental. Yeah. I thought planes and trains aren't the same size. No. It isn't just like small, average, big, enormous, monumental. Colossal, biblical. <laughs> um, and they look at these lifeboats that they have up, which he says, yeah. oh, they're purely ornamental. The other life, the real lifeboats are downstairs. And I thought, that's not a that's good a place to have idea. lifeboats, surely. <laughs> no, but when the lifeboats come out, they are... It gets very Thunderbird too, doesn't yeah. it, at that point? <laughs> they were like um... boats, but yeah. <laughs> I've also put that Amy and her crewmate, um, somebody bumps into them and she says, I'd rather watch them drown than give them CPR. Which is not a good thing if you're... Because they're there as medical personnel. They work personnel. in the infirmary, yeah. In they the... work in the infirmary yes. but don't know how to tend a wound. Yeah. Oh, stop it. But did you <laughs> see got, when... I've when got they stuff were... to say about that infirmary. <laughs> I, I genuinely Googled it. it. <laughs> when they were setting up, everything was in like old glass bottles, like ye old infirmary. Yeah, it was. I was expecting to see like a, a horse's head in formaldehyde at one guard room. <laughs> oh no, I've got a cold here. Are some leeches? <laughs> it's going to be that. You're too much blood in your humour. Come on. <laughs> um, the boat launches. It's a great fanfare of people waving off the side of the Queen Elizabeth Mary, Queen Mary, sort of thing. And we meet the captain who uh, is Captain Howard, who I've got as non-union Lin-Manuel Miranda. I've got that as well. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. He really did it, it was uncanny in it. Um, uh, I thought there was a good representation there of just how hard it is to clap when holding a glass of wine. Everybody was like, Ugh, I don't know. like really poor seal impression. Um, it is difficult to do. Uh, he, he mentioned something in that speech about triumph over defeats as well. And I thought, well, there's tons of ships that were bigger than the Titanic since the Titanic. And just yes. building a Titanic 2, just assuming that it's the same size, does nothing. You just called it Titanic 2. Yes. The Titanic at the time was the biggest ship of its kind. Yeah. So it was an I mean, the Olympus was its sister ship and was the same shape and size and build. So I don't know what the big force is. But if only they built it with a thousand and one holes, yeah. Um, <laughs> then we switch to the infirmary. Yeah. Does anybody want to say anything about the infirmary? I've because already said about. We've already had like the fact that it, the fact that it's like um, Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman's infirmary. 
<laughs> can you how can you tell that it's an infirmary though? Is it there was an the eye thing on the wall? There's an eye chart for some reason yeah. in case anyone lost their vision at sea. Uh, cotton wool <laughs> swabs in a glass jar. In sweet oh. shop jars is what yeah. they have. Because when you size the sugar sugar sachets and nail files. <laughs> when you're on your cross Atlantic cruise, you often have to go and get your eyes tested for glasses. <laughs> <laughs> We know it's at the infirmary, though, because there's a little paper sign on the wall that says infirmary. Yeah, you know. That's um, how the, the, the thing of these rooms are. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And there are a lot of medical licenses on the wall. There are four of them and two people to staff this infirmary who are the most overqualified people. Yeah. Well, people do she's get ill a lot, I see. She's a nurse, though, so I don't yes. know who the doctor is. You never meet him. Oh, I did write down. Maybe it's uh, Jeremy it McFlannell. Was... <laughs> the I did uh, zoom in on the, uh, the, the 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 medical licenses, and they're from West Preston. Is that a real place? Well, it's just There's slightly of places west of East regular Preston. Preston. <laughs> 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 oh, not that far from here, then. Yeah, we then go to Captain Mania, who has him and him and Wesley Snipes, <laughs> the pilot, have flown to this Arctic research base. Yeah, now we're going to science. Uh, yeah, this, we get a big, big science drop here with uh, a sexy lady scientist. Always. Well, yeah. And her bumbling assistant. <laughs> uh, and she's like, the one that fell off was uh, was however, however big it was. But this next one that falls off will be the size of Manhattan. And I looked up, and Manhattan is 59 square kilometres. <laughs> right? Now. <laughs> this makes no sense. Like, no, it doesn't, and I also don't that know how she got stuff... that from, from looking at pictures of Windows Media Player graphics in the background <laughs> on the screen. Wouldn't fall off. That would just break away. Something that big can't fall, surely. And if it did, it would make a bit of a splash. I, I just found it found it a strange thing to say. It'd make a splash, but it wouldn't be like like the um, the tsunami in like the Indian Sea. That was that like, was every single side, and that was because of an earthquake. Like, yes. that, that was a, that was a massive deal, killed so many people. But something falling off into the sea will not affect the whole of the North Atlantic. Well, apparently a, it will. Yeah, bit of a plot failing, but uh, yeah. Um, we cut back to Amy and um, Shane Van Dyke talking in very. Weird sentences, <laughs> long gaps between words and responses, and I was like, oh, "I know you've got to make your ninety-minute runtime, but Christ!" Uh, he reveals that uh, that you know their relationship broke down after her dad punched him in the nose, which made me laugh. Yeah, who punches people in the nose? In the nose. <laughs> yeah, on the nose. Right. Yeah, up in the nose. Right up your nose. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a he's a. Coast Guard. They're known for their hand-to-hand fighting skills. <laughs> I don't know. It was so weird. And he's just like, no, I just live now for, for boats and women. And I was just going, boats and hoes. Boats and hoes. <laughs> uh, and we got on the bridge, and yeah. they're talking about avoiding the ice fields because this ship has a technology that can detect ice up to 5,000 metres, which isn't that five, far on a boat. Is that five kilometres? Which out at sea, that would be nothing, wouldn't it? That's what I thought. Like, because a ship that size to turn it alone, yeah. like, must take a long time. 
And more to the point, why is there an empty purple fridge on the bridge? Um, I like the fact you never see the front of the bridge and the blinds are always drawn. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a cabana they're, somewhere. They're heading towards the sunset. <laughs> Makes sense. Constantly. <laughs> I don't know uh, why the captain has got a tea set either. He's got a tea set with no in it. Because he does good fake drinking of... Hmm. But also continuity. He goes to talk, pulls the cup up to his hand, and then the camera moves, and he's pulling it back up again. So that was just a fun tea, tea it's game. like when you check your watch to look at the time and check you, it, and then you know. ignore the time and have to check it again. That's what he did with his tea. Well, he took a sip of tea and then forgot that he took a And then a forgot, yeah, and there's had another one dead quick, dead quick. Uh, they also say that they've got the same reading as 100 years ago, which doesn't make sense either, because they're setting off from the opposite direction to the original time. Yes, yes. And they, but they're, 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 they're trying to get to where it crashed, to where it went down, in some sort of sick celebration of it. I don't <laughs> I Which understand. They manage, so. Well, well yeah. I mean, sexy, science now, sexy science woman's bumbling assistant is collecting ice in Milicano cans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I think they're making um, Mr. Slushies later on or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's trying. It's like they have heard of ice cores, but don't realise that you have to Honestly, dig down you have for the to ice. Dig down into <laughs> just the fill ice. up this. How have you went? Why are they putting it in cans? I went. I have genuinely no idea. <laughs> uh, he picks them up. He drops one, and this is the catalyst for a whole series of events that I've unfold. Compared, I've compared this part to Ice Age, where the squirrel trying to hide is not. Because exactly the same thing happens. Yeah, like it is. That, but if the cracks were drawn on in biro over the film, <laughs> it's like rotoscoped over it. It's great. <laughs> um, but he he abandons all his Milicano. He's like, oh, we'll just have to have magnums instead. Uh, and gets starts running, and he's like, ah, oh, sexy lady <laughs> and Captain Mania are like, go get back to the chopper that we've left running with snipes in case it does thingy. Wasn't there like a base there? They're just leaving all that equipment yeah. to the penguins then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Fair the, enough. The base was a tent. Fair the, enough. The, the bumbling oh, yeah, assistant is in a red tr- Star Trek shirt because he goes down. Yeah. Mm. Also, the tent from the outside is not as big as it is on the inside as well. <laughs> oh, but his death is great because he just gets literally dragged and dropped out of the screen. <laughs> That's where it felt very brilliant to me. Yeah, he just goes, ah! <laughs> off the screen. Uh, they're running and running and running. Uh, sexy scientist lady falls down. Captain Mania stops and gives her his hand and pulls her up. Get it in the air, he says, as he runs towards Snipes. And Snipes is like, yeah, it's a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they take off as this whole thing crashes down. And they manage to sail over this wave in the... like They manage to just crest over this, this tsunami that's happening. Which I don't think that's how helicopters work. Yeah, like, but Snipes well, yeah, can do yeah. anything. He's fine. Snipes is a good pilot. They make that point. I just <laughs> yeah. like I don't trust helicopters. Set off, but go close to the waves for a bit. They need downdraft to stay up. So if you move the down up, it would yeah. throw it off kilter. I don't, he's they a, do that we'll a lot. Put it down to Snipes' talents. That's what we'll say. Anyway, there's a there's quite a clever cut for, for the film. Anyway, it's quite clever. Um, all this ice is breaking off, and then it cuts to. The reception, where somebody put some ice yeah. in the glass. We, we get to see the reception early in this film. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's where they, they thought, oh, we'll do everything right this time. We'll have reception on day one. 
Not eight days into them. Right. If anything, did, it was too soon. Did anybody see the lady sat at the table facing the camera with no. the black hair in like a sort of swept bob thing? Everyone's clinking glasses and she goes to do it and everyone stops and she just goes, eh, to myself. <laughs> 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 it was a nice big sign on the wall that just says Titanic in caps. No uh, well, the, the luxury... Ambassador's reception room is clearly a school gym. Yeah. I got a sort of... Looks like a prom. Yeah. It was like a stupid person's idea of what rich people are like as well. It was... Oh, people with no budget. But there was just sort of like dance music and Hayden was walking around with his aviators with a glass in his hand. Uh, While there's an Atlantic-wide tsunami alert, which... It's a very wide remit. We're talking about the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah, if you're down at the bottom... Both Americas, one side of Africa, one side of Europe, going all the way up to the ice cap, and everyone is super focused on the Titanic 2, which by its very name is a stupid idea. They've only been at sea. They could have turned around and just gone home. The scientist says to this uh, tsunami alert, have them relate back to me all the data. I don't know what that means. Science, right? That's, that's science. All of it. All the, all data. the data about everything from the dawn of time till now. I just like the line when they issue the radio alert and they say to tell all the ships on the Atlantic to avoid ice, as if that's not their first train of thought. What are you away ice from icebergs? Which is the dry ice? The, you know. <laughs> Vanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, he's yeah. back! <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought like day one of pilots of, of boat captain school is don't crash into icebergs. But <laughs> yeah. what do I know? Yeah, especially well, if you're spawns. on the Titanic too. Yeah, Lindman anyway, Pomeranda does not care. They're redirected, aren't they? And they go along with it. Yeah, he's like uh, head west into warmer waters. You're less likely to encounter ice there, which just means turning round. But yeah, because yeah, they're coming from America. Yeah, yeah. but they've been out. They've now it seems less than a day. Yeah, but so they could very easily turn around and get home. <laughs> Actually, I think the best thing to do would be to just head out into the ocean. Surely, because the closer you get to land, yeah. well, the closer you get to land, the more the wave rises up. He says. So if you're just in the ocean, you just go. Oh, that was it. <laughs> like. <laughs> But no, it, it's fucking dumb. Another <laughs> questionable strategic move is when uh, Captain Mania orders all the Navy to rush to the Titanic 2, which firstly is not within his purview. And yeah, secondly, <laughs> if there's a naval base disaster going on, sending the Navy is the worst idea. Send the air. Send out more boats to get involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he says don't send boats. I need helicopters and planes. I don't know what good planes are going to do because unless they've got a load of jump jets, planes can't really hover no, to pick people up. No, he doesn't say that yet. He says that later because one wave hits and then there's another one, isn't there? Ah, Okay, I'm getting ahead of of myself here. Another questionable move is why they chose to send the submarine up to the surface. Again, (laughs) what were they going to do? I don't know, but they said, let's get this cigar smoking when they did so. (laughs) I don't know what that means either. (laughs) Anyone's ever said. (laughs) Uh, We cut to the infirmary where Amy and Kim. Kim's reading a book called The Original Titanic. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that as well. You know, like a regular book is called. (laughs) Not The Titanic. It was just called The Titanic. No, no, the OG Titanic. It's got gold teeth (laughs) at the front, yeah. And 
yeah, they're they're talking and talking about stuff. I don't I don't remember anything particularly interesting in that yeah, bit. Fillers. Uh, but then we cut to the submarine. Oh no, they're told to get everyone downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Move the passengers down. Move the passengers downstairs. So they go and do that. They go into the school sports hall and they're like, uh, everybody just go down that those doors at the back that is not where we keep the crash mats and like the fold out <laughs> netball rings and stuff. And those weird varnished benches. Oh, that you can turn over for balance beams. Yeah. 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 yeah so everyone leaves through these doors. And a slight panic ensues, even though they're going, it's purely as a safety precaution. It's, you know, you're on a boat, like, you're going to have to do drills and stuff. And then we cut to the submarine. And the submarine guy is the captain of the submarine, is great because <laughs> through his actions, he leads to the death of all of those men. He's put captain to captain arguing over ice. Yep. What type of ice is it that we're seeing? <laughs> From the ice fields. <laughs> the only yep. way to get a good look at the iceberg as well is sort of dead on from the surface. Right. And I, a, a submarine, as we know from the previous episode, is better when it goes down and has a look at anything underneath. And gets Hence the name the submarine, meaning really? underwater. That's what that means. <laughs> yeah. uh, I also like that Hayden sort of um, rushed out uh, as well. He, he goes first uh, when like some goons come and tell him to like, go below. Um, and they rush past a sign with all of the Titanic's two's facilities. Did anybody see this? No. I did see it, but I didn't stop because I was in a rush. The Titanic 2 has, one, a pool. All right, two, nice. An infirmary. We've been there. I love how that's number two on the list. <laughs> Not pool's full of, the pool's full of broken glass, mate. <laughs> Three is main deck. Not one pool. It's what, the four, deck? Main deck. Four is a diving facility. And I don't know why it's got that either. And that's all it has. There's nothing else after You're that. Just on this this floor. Like, There's no bar. Well, all <laughs> ships have a diving facility. You just launch yourself offside. <laughs> that's the main deck. Sure. It's technically, all a diving facility. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it's so pool, infirmary. <laughs> this is run out Not of like ideas. Casino, what else cabaret. is Yeah, like showroom one, buffet, stuff like that. No, uh, We've got a pool. What else is there? Hospitals, yeah. Um, Hayden toilet. tells the captain that the tsunami will pass underneath them because they're in deep water, and I don't know what that means either. It's, I, that it, sort of makes sense because it's only when the land gets shallower that the wave rises up. Like it, it's, it's how tsunamis happen. Okay, you I was the... picturing a tsunami hitting the ship, but it's sliding underneath because of the type of water they're in. Oh no, 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 very no, weird no, 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 no. It, it's yeah. Uh, the submarine. Sorry, let's go back to the submarine. The submarine commander goes, <laughs> "Dive, dive, dive!" <laughs> uh, and then they just get smashed in um, by a by an iceberg underwater. Which I didn't. I don't know why the submarine was even there. That didn't make any sense to me. It's the oh, icebergs. Yeah. They're claiming their revenge. <laughs> uh, everyone is running and falling up those stairs. Yeah, that was weird. Think, right, I reckon they went to the extras. Okay, if you can run and like one or two of you fall, and everyone was like, Should we pick people to fall? And they went, We'll just wing it. And then everyone was yeah. like, <laughs> Like the deadly stairs. <laughs> so it was like, Unless they'd put a load of butter or something on the top of them stairs. I'll be wearing slip ons. Can't run upstairs in slip ons. But yes, 
<laughs> and then the first, uh, everyone's running to get downstairs, even though they're going upstairs. Which is strange yeah. now I think of it. Um, is it Escher designed? You go oh, to go okay. Uh, they get, we cut to the bridge, and Lynn Manuel Miranda's there going, but this is happening. And then the second mate goes, Captain, look. And we see this iceberg holding towards him. And the captain activates emergency thrusters. <laughs> We're travelling at warp speed. Warp speed. It's like when they go stop the boat and the boat stops in the water. That's not how boats work. Unless you're Willy Wonka. All right. Well, yeah, but I, th- I think even then, them, them, the Oompa Loompas are backpedalling on that, but yes. <laughs> yeah, emergency thrusters. Huh? <laughs> well, the main thrusters must be down, so it's time for the emergency ones. You can never have too many thrusters. It's like a oh, case that you're bet, racing. They're you... labelled number five, thrusters. Yeah, where's the flux capacitor on this thing? <laughs> Is it the, like the Noz in uh, Fast and Furious films when, when, you, um, when you're drifting yeah. your boats around an iceberg? Oh, I'm just imagining like a bloke having to run through a series of like hot fire coming out and a spinning wheel, and he's got to run through it to press the button to activate the emergency thrusters without dying. You watched Galaxy Quest recently, then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that and that Doctor Who episode. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, In the middle of all of this, Hayden um, very slowly contemplates leaving by chopper, um, and then decides no, he's not going to do that. And the man pilot in the chopper says. But sir, what about procedures? No more yeah. specific than that. No, nope. and he procedures. goes to hell. He goes to hell with procedures. Fill this helicopter up with as many injured people as you can, because the boat, the things hit. Uh, it's ragged up the side of this ship. Oh yeah, uh, they weren't he, expecting it to be hit from the side. Because the boat, he said, we only designed it to stand ice head on. Head Why on. are you staring directly <laughs> towards ice? It's <laughs> <laughs> the think- easiest thing to steer around. And then again, they say, looks like history is repeating itself. <laughs> At this point, I'm bladdered. I was going to say, it's bad times. <laughs> I was I was up till about half 12 last night. I was off my face on wine. So my notes get a little bit sketchy around this point. It's Mine fine. just stop. <laughs> At one point, they're just gone. But one thing that I didn't understand was why all the mega tsunamis are to time. So the scientists say something like, you know, like this one will hit in 30 minutes, this one 15 minutes. I know, that's a very random number. It's uh, sort of like you just got a job. Game. You've got all the data, remember? Don't worry, don't, don't worry. Data. Don't worry about the, it. The humidity in Buenos Aires and things like that. <laughs> There's a very nice scene where people are trying to rush the lifts. I think <laughs> it was a good idea to be, for people to be in lifts anyway. I but. would say avoid lifts. In case of natural disaster, avoid lifts. But they're idiots. And they, they can't do stairs, mate. A very small flight of stairs befuddled them before, didn't it? So. That's why there are so many lifts. Yeah. Um, so uh, some guy gets get... popped in the face, doesn't he, when he's trying to get in the lift? There's like one very hysterical man um, who really wants to get in the lift with all the women because apparently the children are all dead now. There's no children to be seen from this point on. No, have they not decided to evacuate the boat because it's sinking? Yeah. That's what's actually, not, it's not a lift. That's that's to get into the lifeboats. Oh, right. I yeah, because that one angry guy is like, everyone's got life jackets on apart from him because he probably doesn't believe in them. His choice. Hashtag. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
and he's like, let me on, let me on. And he's and they're like, yeah, they're letting all these women on. And then Hayden walks past and he goes, this is all your fault. And punches him and then just goes, <laughs> right, said my part and walks off. <laughs> Glad that I got that off my chest, yeah. Oh. Uh, the next mega tsunami strikes as well. No, that's, that's later on. That's much later on. No, it's not. Is There's, it? Yeah, there yeah. were a few of them. How it's many like tsunamis over... happened in this film? I only had two tsunamis. About as many as there are pre-receptions in the animated version. <laughs> right. Nobody knows how many there were. <laughs> Because the first wave hits, and then it's like, oh, get them off, women and children, blah, 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 blah. And then they get a, we go back to science, and it says if more ice collapses, it will be bigger than the last one and destroy everything in its path. And then it happens quite quickly. Yeah. I'm sure they said you've got like two hours or something. Because yeah, got... at this point, there's, there's another break off from Greenland because it cuts to Captain Mania, and like one of his scientist buddies says something like, sir, I think you need to see this. And it looks for all the world like they've just put a big smiley face underneath Greenland. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, that's yeah. like the weather front or that's Snipes or again. That Snipes has just drawn that on the uh, on the <laughs> cockpit to make you feel better. <laughs> oh, I, I Greenland's thought it, ha- in it's I thought it happened after, but okay, because then they go. Um, Hayden and Amy go to rescue Kim, who's From trapped, the infirmary. In, trapped in the infirmary, yes. and this. Is the greatest bit. I mean, I, I, I wanted to be a doctor when I was younger, and if I'd have known this, I could have well passed if those you, exams. If you watched a lot of MacGyver, then <laughs> you'd be just as prepared I, as she was, to be honest. I'm, I'm going to say I doubt the uh, the credibility of East Preston Medical School if this is what they teach you. <laughs> oh. uh, she's trapped under like some debris. Um. <laughs> She'd been savaged by a cabinet. Yeah, very easy to lift off that cat. There again, it's probably full of like arsenic and stuff in it. <laughs> and uh, she screams, "Where's the tape?" She opens up a cabinet that is full of cotton wool and like actual medical equipment, and she goes to Hayden, "Give me your credit card." And I'm like, there's, <laughs> "There's no time for online shopping." It's like they wrote the scene as like somebody's car's frosted over and they need to. Yeah, that was really peculiar. And then I saw them plaster this credit card over somebody's gaping wound. She had a hole in her chest and they they literally surgical tape a credit card over it, which I've looked up. Like, is taping a credit card over a wound a good (laughs) idea? Something. I couldn't get any definitive proof, but the common consensus tended to be no. It doesn't now do anything. She has a credit card stuck to her. It applies. Well, it applies no. It applies no pressure to the wound. Depends how um, much tape you stick round it. it would, even so, it it's tourniquet. Tourn- tourn- is it called? No, it wouldn't be a tourniquet. It would just pull blood behind it. Yeah. The tape would come loose, and then you just have this like this trap door of blood flapping open every time it reached <laughs> certain capacity. <laughs> every I time suppose... she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Being charitable. It would deflect, it would like, you know, with like a plaster or, you know, it sort of deflects it. You know, you wouldn't touch it and like go ow or something, but it wouldn't stop blood flow. No. If she'd have packed it full of gauze or something and then taped that over it, then yes, that would have been like applied pressure to the wound. It's it's maybe slightly better than directly stabbing the wound with a pair of scissors. Pretty hard in the wound. (laughs) 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 Yep. So if you, Plan on being murdered, take your credit card with you. It could save your life. Yeah. 
uh, in battles, I'm, I've heard many tales of soldiers' lives being saved by their um, subway discount cards. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. Why are they taping a debit card to her? <laughs> oh, and then, and then got, now it just keeps getting worse. Because I think this is where the second tsunami hits. Yeah, so the Titanic started, the Titanic 2, sorry, is starting to sink and people are sliding very slowly to their deaths. Yeah. <laughs> Again, not we have good, magic. Not good with any kind of angle on this thing, even if the stairs, that's too much for them. Uh, we have, again, magic helicopters and a plane that goes boom. Because it can't, the helicopter can rise above this wave because Snipes is a good pilot. Where was pilot in that plane? Not as good. Tsunami mm. hits it, bingo boom. Uh, the the first of the bingo submarine boom. things are unleashed as well. So they're not lifeboats, they're sort Five. of like a yellow submarine. Oh. <laughs> they, look, they look to all intents and purposes like submarines. So they mm. should be fine. A yeah. kazoo shaped submarine. <laughs> I noticed that the man piloting the first one had an incredibly wide tie. And he had it sort of like, he didn't have it done up as a tie. He had it sort of like in party mode where it's been sort of unslung and everything. But it was still incredibly fat at this shoulder. It was really good. That's like a better version of Terminator. Instead of, I need your clothes, your boots, your motorbike, I need your tie, your credit card, and some tape. Yeah. I thought those, those, if they've designed to be like, Semi-submersible, like your uh, spy master ones, they'd probably have a good chance. They look yeah, pretty, but they're small, so they'd be maneuverable. Yeah, let's head. I take my chance in that direction. <laughs> Just below this, uh, yeah, I take my chances in that rather than on this boat, which, I, as it turns out, has lots of safety features that I never utilized, <laughs> like the, yeah. the the flotation rooms and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I thought that, you know, that was genuinely a good idea. That explains why all the lifeboats were below deck. Not a great idea, but yeah, they're, they're sort of unleashed from the diving thing or something. From below the waterline. Yeah. And the captain then speaks to Captain Mania about the situation. Uh, and the Captain Mania says, get your people onto lifeboats. And he says, half the lifeboats were crushed in the impact. And then <laughs> Captain Mania says, the lifeboats are death traps. It's like, none of that makes sense. They're not death traps. And they go, just, well, we'll use, we'll use the old ones. And he goes, they don't even float. That's what is happening? <laughs> they're just made out of papier-mâché. <laughs> they're actually holograms. <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Uh, they decide, uh, our, our heroes of Hayden, uh, Amy and Kim, decide to take the lift, even though the boat is like upside down, I think, at this point. And it's on fire. It's upside down and on oh, fire. Oh, there's been a fire as well because <laughs> the um, couplers, the coupling has broke or something. That makes no sense. Yeah, so at so the 5250, I've put, where did that explosion come from? Why is there a magazine on the Titanic that explodes in a spectacular way? Because uh, Hayden razzed one engine, didn't he? to 50 knots they put it up to and one engine exploded and then Lin-Manuel Miranda was like, don't explode the other engines, you fud. Yeah, because the captain was kept going on about how they hadn't like used they hadn't the engines this, to go that This fast. girl's legs yeah. or something. Yeah, sort of they, weird. They, set it, they set it to 50 knots, which is apparently uh, incredibly fast for a vessel of that uh, size. size. But 
It Maybe they were using out. the emergency boosters as well to razz it a bit. Like, I'm no expert on turbines, as you know, but that would just cause it to short and burn out and you know not work. Whereas this causes it to ignite some sort of explosive. The fuel, the massive using? gasoline fire. Maybe it was using diesel or petrol. I don't. I, again, we never Engine get into like what's what's powering this 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 thing, um, but it wasn't coal. So there's a nice bit of even though it has funnels. What's so. powering this thing? Even yeah. though it has funnels, yeah, that change color constantly as well. In case you weren't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> hmm. They get in the lift. Uh, the lift gets stuck. Oh, they're in the lift when the thing happens, when the, the second wave hits, because uh, Sean Van Dyke smashes his head into the safety axe and then Ooh. later on breaks the safety axe with his elbow to get the axe out. <laughs> the glass is self-healing. <laughs> Did he, with his head, knock it into position? It was it was out. He knocked it in and then he had to get it out again. No, he breaks the glass with his head uh, and then he's like, come on, yeah, we need okay. to get out of this lift. Through this hatch that all lifts have. Lifts don't have that hatch. I'm sorry. Uh, but uh, Amy is too weak to do it. I think at this point she goes, Kim, take my shirt. So she gives her a shirt. And then when she's trying to open the lift, her shirt's back on. And then the shirt's back on her constantly. So I think Kim must have refused the shirt at this point. <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. No. Uh, yeah, um, Shane opens, gets the axe by elbowing it like a real tough guy, gets the axe out, uses that to just batter this, this hatch open, which makes no sense, because he had to lift a person up to do it. So how can he re... It, it's just dumb. Yeah. Also, they, they climb through the hatch, and there's a ladder, and they're still going up it in high heel shoes. Yeah. I don't even know how they stayed on. I don't know. Manny? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, they get down the bottom of the thing. He decides to put the axe up his shirt like a shit he man. <laughs> Just carry it, mate. Like, put it down if you don't need it. Pick it up when you do. You don't have to put I, it up your yeah. back like Conan. I, well, you know, you could put it in your belt or something. It's a big fire axe, there. but also, point mm, this is the thing that annoys me. Like, <laughs> having something that size on your back is impractical because you can't physically get it out unless you've got really long arms. You have to sort of go, hoo, 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 feed it out to the end, and then you're there. <laughs> and that's not as impressive in like the Witcher if you did if, that, is it? If the fire axe is in your back, then you are an axe, and you could just barge into things and axe your way out of stuff. But uh, yeah, that was just fanciful. I was just, uh, yeah, that was a detour. Um, yeah, they're, they're going, they're going hole. through stuff. I've just got literally at this point. Hayden is an actual menace. Everything he touches turns to shit because he, he comes to a bulkhead that is locked. He's like, right, I can't open it, so I'll wedge the axe head in there. I'll, I'll take it out of my back that I've been... Uh, I, my, my self-fashioned holster I've made. I'll wedge it in the door, which I don't know how big an axe head is, but what, about nine inches? Yeah. If that, from like, like tip to, to end. Uh, and he's like, right, ladies, you squeeze through that. <laughs> and I'd be like, no, no, you first. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, so Kim's like, all right, I'll go through first. And then she can't get through. And then uh, the door closes on her and Kim just dies. And Kelly and um, Amy goes, no, 
Just gets on with her life. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. Kim's dead. You're saying Kim, but then my notes here is, oh, Kelly's dead. So oh, I've got Kelly here, but I've just looked it up on IMDb. Oh, wait. It might be. Oh, Kim is the sexy scientist. Kelly is best friend. Uh, right, okay. Right, ignore me. I They're all literally the same photographs on these things. They're interchangeable. Kelly is dead weight. <laughs> Amy, by the way, in mind, she's hot babe. She is the designated hot babe. I thought it was going yeah. to be for a while the scientist, but she appears in it so infrequently. And she just sits in the back of the helicopter of yelling instructions. Yeah, but she has no role. When they were at the Arctic, they had very little provisions on for like Arctic weather. It was like they'd just been down JJB or something. Yeah, yeah she had bell bottom jeans on. Yeah, that's not good. I just like shoes. Uh, Hayden, <laughs> yeah, Hayden, Hayden is a menace. They're walking down a corridor, and then the Doctor who TARDIS noise happens. <laughs> uh, is this a new dramatic slow mo running? Yeah, uh, a bit of water hits them and they freak the fuck out and leg it. <laughs> and then we slow-mo. come across live electrical. And then we come across sentient electricity. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I'm just like, I've just wrote yes in a big exclamation mark. This feels like a Resident Evil style puzzle. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he grabs that a pint. lift incident. He grabs a pint that's overhead and sort of manages uh, to monkey bar his way across. Yeah. And then I don't fully understand what happens after that because he persuades us to do the same. So they're passing over a puddle of electrified oh. water. Yeah. Go on. It makes no sense. It literally <laughs> makes zero sense, right? Because she's like, I can't do it. I'm not thinking. And he goes, I'll do it. And they just make like sex noises. They're like, ugh, ugh, going over this thing. He gets over. This, this, this thing's like, like a cobra coiling around, <laughs> waiting to strike at him. I'm like, it's electricity. It hasn't got, like, malevolence. Electricity, the ally of the iceberg. Yeah. The natural sidekick. (laughs) But she Um, can't do the monkey bars because her hands are wet. She's her hands are wet. I'm like, I don't know if you can just do this. Back of your clothes. That'll do you, won't it? Like, um, But also... Where is the electric coming from? Because this boat is now on fire upside down and has lost all engine power. Um, yeah, also the in the, is working. In yeah. the cut scenes of it, it appears to be under artillery fire as well. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. Uh, this thing just escalates. I was expecting by the end of it for like vampires to attack those that were left. <laughs> just, what other just... catastrophe could happen? Yeah, by, like, by oh, him. that... You threw that life raft and it's on top of an active volcano. <laughs> yeah. So Hayden um, monkey bars his way across and then Amy gets halfway across and goes, my hand's slipping. So Hayden climbs back, grabs her hand, puts it back on the pole and she goes, oh, I'm okay now. And I'm like, this is the dumbest <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah, I didn't know if it was just the zone I was in last night or whether that actually happened. No, that actually happened because I had to stop it and go, what? What? (laughs) I don't know. If he'd have, like, monkey barred across and then, like, threw her or, like, grabbed her hand and tossed her over to the other side or something. But, no, he just puts it back on and she's like, I'll just follow you then. Also, this ship's upside down, so why was there a monkey bar on the floor? Yeah. Again. Anyway, they move beyond the electricity to uh, a chamber where there's a knocking sound. Yeah. Let say, me out! Let 
cameo. <laughs> oh, I'm going to add that into her Anthony song from that time. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> um, and they say, who's there? And I thought, that's not fucking important. Who's there? No, it's Kevin. I don't know any Kevins. <laughs> This is where I start writing notes. I was just loving this film at this point. The, the <laughs> door is jammed and there's a man He's, he's against fire. the door. He's trapped against the door. So every time he's opening that door, Kevin's like getting slammed further into this fire. Help me. Well, actually, Help he's, he's facing a few problems. He, he's sort of like dying of fire and sweat and he's spitting blood. So I've got no idea what's going on on the other side of and that door. And he's used the one and only credit card, so... <laughs> He's rich, he'd have a few. He didn't want to notice he didn't use his platinum one, did he? He's American Express gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it was the TB that got him rather than the smoke inhalation, to be honest. <laughs> well, he can't open door, he's too weak from monkey barring. <laughs> the knocking dies out, and then Hayden gets very sad and says, I killed him, and feels very sort of personally responsible for everything that's going on. Didn't give a shit about Kelly two minutes ago. He no, did. He was he yeah. was kind of sad, but again, that was his fault. That was a stupid. No one squeezing through a door <laughs> that size. Uh, and then they climb into a cupboard. Uh, um, it's the dive. They head towards the diving cupboard room. The diving cupboard room. <laughs> Whatever the fuck yeah. that is, right? Oh yeah, he snorkels. Uh, yeah, there's there's one wetsuit left. Suit. Apparently, not. So other people must have had the same idea. She takes, she takes off a tank top to reveal bra hmm. and then puts it on. And I was thinking, if your idea is to keep warm, then surely you should... You want as many layers in between you and that yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we all know that. Uh, he puts that on and then he's like, quick, get in the cupboard. And I'm like, is this just a, a ruse to get a cheeky snog? <laughs> Playing seven minutes in heaven or whatever it's called, yeah. Uh, they get in a cupboard, which is the natural enemy of the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, water starts pissing in, um, and he starts... Uh, he's pretty good in this, I will give him Sean Van Dyke. Like, his acting while he's cold is, is very good, sort of shaky acting and stuff. It, 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 I, I, this was, like, the one bit I was like, this is actually good. Because she's like, well, we can share the oxygen. And he went, but I'll still be dead from cold. And she's like, well, we can share the suit. And I'm like, it took you ages to get into it, love. Like, imagine that underwater. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, I think there's a cut in here where there's slow motion gasping from everyone as another wave hits. And there are more explosions for some reason. And then the Titanic tips over fully like a dog expecting a belly rub. <laughs> yeah, I've just got literally more bollocks keeps happening to this shit. <laughs> and yet it will not sink. It's sort of sinking, not in the same way that the original Titanic was, not like a 45 degree angle. It's more no, it's, like it's 20 lists, to 30, isn't it? And lists down, yeah. Sinking in. Still got all its lights on, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, they only paid for one model and they weren't. <laughs> uh, so the generator's at the very tip. Aiden, <laughs> oh, at this point, we've already learned as well, um, Snipes has said to Captain Mania, we need to get petrol from somewhere because this is a helicopter and it goes through it like a motherfucker. And he goes, all right, we'll go to the Coast Guard and get some. And they don't. And then he's like, we've run out of petrol, sir. <laughs> Shock horror. Them Coast Guards are resourceful people, though, aren't they, with the supply of petrol and... Everything that contacts. you need, yeah. 
Yep. Uh, Hayden says, uh, my best chance of survival is to 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 die and let the blood let, let the cold chill my blood so that I have a chance of survival. And I'm like, <laughs> Sean Van Dyke has just watched the abyss but missed the entire point of that whole sequence. Yeah, that's not how it works. Uh, he he dies. Um, it sends off an emergency distress signal as well. He, oh, each each diving suit has an emergency distress signal, which can be detected from anywhere in the world. <laughs> uh, Snipes picks it up. Sir, I've just got a distress signal from your daughter's uh, thingy because it recognises gender and, and... And familial relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Captain Mania's like, right, I'm going to tie this bit of nylon rope around me. It's got 100 metres of rope. If I run out of rope... Assume I'm dead. And I'm like, okay, bye. <laughs> he dives off. Uh, sexy uh, doc, sexy scientist lady. Holds on this rope, feeding it out for some reason. Snipes is like, uh, you need to get off this helicopter because I've run out of juice. And she's like, okay. Ties the rope around her, which I thought yeah. was a stupid thing to do. Because if that boat goes down while he's in it, you're going down with it as well. Yeah. And he goes, it's okay, there's a big, massive life raft there. You could have mentioned that before. You could have thrown that down. People could have got in that and survived, couldn't they? It's nice. He also says something like, because she says, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, oh, I'll sort myself out. And then he, he, never he, goes, does. He, he goes, I'll do what I can or something. And then as soon as she dives off, he just goes, into the ocean. <laughs> what is life? <laughs> just like, pilots into the sea. Where it explodes. Yeah, where it explodes, adding more further danger into the like already dangerous situation because now you've got exploding helicopter debris everywhere as well. He's a good pilot, but they say nothing about his street smarts. Uh, uh, Hayden's dead, and then I've got no, not Snipes. <laughs> <laughs> well, before Hayden dies, um, she puts on the goggles and then decides to slap him around the face um, <laughs> to keep him alive. Um, That's what Rose should have done with Jack. Again, I doubt. Yeah. I doubt the uh, credibility of the West Preston Medical Centre. <laughs> <laughs> but there's this interesting exchange before he dies. Uh, Hot Babe says, you're going to freeze to death. And he says, I'll drown before that. And then she says, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. Uh, he says that he's sorry he left and then they kiss uh, and then he um, yeah, sort of falls unconscious underwater. It's, it's a bit like Star-Lord and Yandu at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy 2, except shitter. He puts and, on I goggles. Felt, and I felt nothing. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, she puts on goggles on the mouthpiece um, and shakes him by the head again, uh, but he's dead. Oh, he's or super dead, out. mate. He's super dead at this point. Yeah, she swims him out. Uh, she Her dad's swimming about as well. <laughs> With rope. Well, no, she yeah. doesn't swim out because she's stuck in that cupboard that's uh, is stuck with a I don't know it looks like a shoebox or something it's just really weird piece of furniture it's probably it's probably another like pillbox cabinet or something it's just <laughs> full of them full of like full of useless things it's just like valerian root and stuff that no one could possibly have any use for um, and he just turns up because I thought the point behind the string is oh is there going to be a bit where they're trying to find the way back and she has you know, to pull him out and stuff yeah, but yeah. no none of that happens no, we've got literally five minutes left of the film at this point he gets her out of there she drags this corpse along behind her uh, they get out and into the into this raft. big massive life raft yeah yeah uh, and she's like 
Scientist Fuck. wheels him in like a prize catch. <laughs> and she's like, come on, Hayden, come on. And then he just dies, and the film ends. It's over a course of about three minutes of oh, this, this end. <laughs> this end sequence goes on far too long. Yeah. Uh, but Hayden dies. Sean Van Dyke gets his wish to die a hero. Did saving. anyone else notice? Because I'm sure that at one point he opens his eyes by mistake. Probably, mate. Like I said, <laughs> I think this was all filmed in one shot. And that is Titanic 2. I would say the better of the Titanic sequels. <laughs> just for the credit card scene alone. <laughs> So much science involved. <laughs> uh, if I can have your scores for this, please. Uh, I thought it was so much better than the animated one. I decided to give it five silver Fabios. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I just feel too shocked and like I'm rebounding off Again, that. You can always go back and reevaluate your judgment <laughs> when you've had a chance to calm down. <laughs> I really like crappy disaster movies. Um, Absolute Zero being a personal favourite. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I actually really enjoyed this film and its silliness. Uh, so I gave it one golden Fabio. Okay. Right. Uh, I was like, I, I'm it's straight down the middle for me. There was bits in it that I loved. There was bits in it that I hated. Uh, so it, it is a, it's a, it's, yeah, we can do halves. Two and a half. Golden Fabio's the lower half, Ooh. the best half, because <laughs> it's got his anus on it. Why you gotta do this? <laughs> so yeah, that was Titanic two, twenty ten film. Twenty ten also saw the release of Toy Story three, Alice in Wonderland, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part one. Inception, you get the gist. Um, it, was a, it was an average, average time for film. Uh, the budget was actually um, it was slightly down from last week. That was based on sort of animation costs. But this, the budget was actually uh, half a million dollars or three hundred and sixty thousand uh, pounds, which is <laughs> not a lot. On that budget, then, really? Yeah, I think they did a lot with that. Uh, you can so, see it on screen. Well, yeah, you can see it being burned in front of your eyes. Uh, 360000 Uh I actually went and looked for a helicopter for that price. Uh, and I managed to find one for you. It's called an Enstrom 260 helicopter. It's in a price drop. Uh, it's powerful, turbocharged. Oh. It's got a Textron Lecom HIO 360 F1AD engine. Garmin 330 mode transponder and a cup holder and some of those fairy dice. Does it um, have emergency thrusters? Because <laughs> if it doesn't, I don't want it. How can I avoid icebergs at just the last second? It's quite interesting this because I search for these things and then they get really weird, like cookie related adverts <laughs> on Facebook afterwards. Um, is it a proper even... helicopter? Like, oh, is yeah, it like one, yeah. of them one of them ones from MASH? Yeah, it's at a price drop, mate. Uh, no, I don't yeah. want my helicopter in a price drop. I want to pay. Yeah, drop is not something I want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, my helicopter that I'm buying. Yeah, you have you to pick it. it up from the Czech Republic, though. So, yeah. I can fly um, home. Yeah, you have to make sure there's enough fuel in it. You just... can't. Apparently, flying a helicopter is incredibly difficult. Yeah, just pick it up. It's like riding a bike. But, you oh. know, if you don't have enough fuel in it, you're just going to detonate that thing somewhere. <laughs> over the Snipes had seen enough, mate. 
<laughs> Maybe he'd already ejected himself twice beforehand, so he couldn't do it again. Hello. <laughs> I prefer the implication that he was just done with life. I just prefer like Snipes was just like, yeah, I've seen everything this world has to offer. <laughs> have you ever seen the Titanic 2 being hit by an overlord? And he went, he went no. yes, I have. <laughs> I think it was uh, the Titanic 3. £360,000 £360, will get you a 300 by 150 metre inflatable commercial floating water park obstacle course complete with gladiator ring, wipeout sweeper and parkour gym. Uh, also a resting area, which I thought was very pertinent. And it's... When you're tired from all your parkour! I thought you could make your own water world out of it. Gainer. I mean... Uh, yeah, I thought you'd like that. I would, but it's inflatable, so I, I'd constantly be on high alert for people walking <laughs> about, like, pumping pins and stuff. Uh, you know, it's no way to live your life. Yeah. Constantly on high alert. I mean, you can always patch that up with a you know, credit card or two. Once you back Eventually, my floating island just becomes a series of shop loyalty cards. <laughs> uh, and then, most sinister of all, I, I searched for water pistol, just wondering what I could get for that amount of money. Um, and the weirdest one I found was a vintage water gun Pitchkari brass solid rare Indian handcrafted gun, which it looks like some kind of like old organ gun or something like that. Anyway, you can get 1,118 of those for, for that money. Uh, it's a you know, you can kit out your goons. You need to send me these links so I can put them in the show notes, mate, because uh, I want to know what the hell that was you just said. It looks harrowing. <laughs> I heard it, but the words made no sense in my ears. I, I think I searched for pitch carrier, and it's an Indian word for water bazooka or something. Oh, mate, that's tidy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is uh, a film that was created by The Asylum, who also created Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus yep. and Snakes on a Train. Yeah, the low budget, lower to gravity version, less risk version of Snakes on a Train. It was released direct to film in August 2010. I haven't got any details on whether it made the money back, but everything I've read suggests that they do this for a profit all the time. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they did an interview with The Rap recently, uh, well, when this came out, I mean, and uh, it said they recently had a hit with Mega Piranha, obviously, on Sci-Fi Channel, where an increasing number of their movies are ending up. Uh, we're doing a lot of big fish movies, said Paul Bales <laughs> from The Asylum. I think that the dolphins could have had more of a role given that. <laughs> They said most Mega of their dolphin. movies. Most of their movies cost about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each. Although the ones for sci-fi have had a minimum budget of about one point eight million. Yeah. So yeah. I want to see what they do with that. And they just take it to the. Uh, they sell the international rights for them at the Berlin festivals and even can. Um, and apparently it's really quick trade. And yeah, they just yeah they're making yeah, hand over I, fifth I, of money. If this. they didn't make money, they wouldn't keep doing it. Our strategy is to talk to buyers and make that, said Dave. Paul added, we've always pursued the market. I often describe our titles as crap, but I love our movies. <laughs> I mean, don't uh, lead with that in the, uh, in the pitch. <laughs> in it, right? Titanic 2, it's shit, but people, fucking idiots will watch it. I love right. this shit. 
Uh, yeah, so it was uh, starring um, and written and directed by Shane Van Dyke. As you said, he's Dick Van Dyke's grandson, star of Transmorphers, Paranormal Entity, and something <laughs> called Battle Dogs 2013. Oh, hey, yes, please. A, a werewolf virus is unleashed upon New York, and Major Hoffman looks for a cure, while Lieutenant General Monning wants to establish a new canine army. There's not so a Will they learn to live together? That's how Paw Patrol starts. <laughs> uh, Amy, or Hot Babe, was played by Mary Westbrook. She's done lots of game voiceovers. Yeah, uh, it's Star Wars The Old there. Republic, uh, apparently in a new fight, flight simulator game. Something called Smite, where you play as gods. Uh, she was also in something called The Big Bad Heist in 2007, but there's no synopsis. But I like the sound of it. Uh, and then uh, there's uh, Brooke Burns as well was uh, the scientist, uh, Kim Patterson. She was in Baywatch, Shallow Hal, and also apparently in Community. And then finally, Bruce Davidson was Captain Mania, uh, the dad of Amy, or Hot Babe. Uh, he was uh, Senator Kelly in the X-Men franchise, continues to be, I assume. Uh, he was also in Castle, CSI and CSI Miami, so there's two of them checked. And something called The Skateboard Kid 2 in 1994, which I've never heard of. I haven't seen Skateboard Kid, will I understand the plot? He's, apparently it's with the help of a magical flying skateboard. He yes, ends up boy. being the hottest skateboarder in town. Yeah, I mean, a group I of local that. thrashers don't like the extra competition. They plot to destroy any chance of Sammy competing against them in a local tournament. They don't oh, have a clue of what they're up against. Oh yes, Love that, that. Plays. <laughs> that that into my veins all day, every day. Thanks, God. And finally, 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 um, he was also he also starred in Bigfoot 2012, and the synopsis is just this: two former musicians face off in the hunt for the legendary mountain creature. Musicians. Yep. We gave up being musicians to pursue our love of capturing Bigfoot. (laughs) And thus detonates James Facts. Because I got all crappy reviews for the last Titanic film, The Legend Goes On, these reviews are all very, very positive. How? And because I knew it was going to get quite a high score from all three of us. But I tried to look for comedy names as well. Again, you do you, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So this review is from Lollipopples. I like Uh, it. November 2010, 7 out of 10. Title for this is Hilarious. I know this film wasn't supposed to be funny, but it completely was. The acting, brackets, appalling. The effects, brackets, terrible and the complete lack of general knowledge from the writers or directors made this film a complete laugh riot. One of my favourite examples being a scene involving a credit card. Yes, boy! (laughs) 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 A wound bleeding, haha, smiley face. If you watch this film expecting to something along the lines of a half-decent respectable movie, then you will be disappointed. Go in ready to take the piss, piss spelt with dollar signs instead of S's, and you'll have so much fun watching it as I did. Is this Kesha? <laughs> as brackets, especially if you watch with a friend. She really likes a bracket. Recommend for those who like to mock. Yeah, well, I think she hates it straight on the head there, Lollipopples. Um, 
I also like the fact that she went, writers and directors. It was the same person (laughs) for all of that. Singular, writer, director, slash, if anything. Sean Van Dyke. Oh, there's no example, Sean Van Dyke. Everyone else in this film, near enough, has headshots on their uh, IMDb. Sean Van Dyke does not. No. (laughs) What does he have? Just uh, the grey generic one. Come to think of it, that's why the credits at the start go straight up into like makeup and costume because it would just be his name over and over again. <laughs> yeah, but at least Neil Breen goes like written by Neil Breen, directed by <laughs> Neil Breen, original concept by Neil Breen. You know, I'll I'll make you watch a Neil Breen film one day, Barney, and you'll hate me forever. <laughs> right, the next one is from Sylvan Uzzed five two nine. Oh, sorry, not a comedy name. Uh, that was in April 2012, and he gave it a 10 out of 10 with a quintessential cinematic revelation. This film brought tears of uncompromising elation to my eyes. It was undoubtedly one of the most illuminating movie viewing experiences of my life. James Cameron's adaptation of the tragic story ended too soon <laughs> and was far too hindered by factual ethics. <laughs> <laughs> None of that here. An 800 miles per hour tsunami on the North Atlantic and explosions are far more visually gratifying than a cliche collision with an iceberg. Coupled with a a wholehearted call of awareness for environmental issues for the ice caps of Greenland and a graphic and scientifically based depiction of the very likely outcome of our continued environmental apathy and negligence. Bloody hell. This film touched me on a spiritual level. (laughs) <laughs> Titanic, where did it touch you Titanic 2 is similar to the story of Christ oh <laughs> I'm not touching this <laughs> expressing the true selfless nature of man what are, you sure are, they, complain- mean- are they comparing Shane Van Dyke to Jesus no. this film has changed all of my expectations for future films this movie may have bested the birthing of Jesus and will give the second coming of Christ a run for its money. Jesus had better hire Michael Bay for special effects if he wishes to best this masterpiece. <laughs> I don't know whether he's reviewing two films at the same time there. I think he's been kicked in the head by a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Corinthians. I mean, no. <laughs> no. I mean, it's good. Like, now you said this was made for half a million. Was it half a million or a quarter of a million? Half a million. Dollars. Half a million. I can see that. You've got to pay a lot of people. There was extras in there who admittedly, like, all their shoelaces were tied together by the production crew. <laughs> um, but the special effects and, like, filming stuff in water is expensive as well because of safety reasons and stuff. Although, I probably Asylum don't care about that. <laughs> It's just like, uh, we got a guy from the local swimming bath in there, just blowing his whistle <laughs> while some guy's drowning. Yeah. Um, it would have I, been a I, better I, review if he stopped before the Christ stuff. Yeah, I mean... Escalated don't, quickly, didn't it? Don't, don't yeah. compare stuff to, to, to Arnold and Jesus. Are we ready to hear from Pity Pedro? Uh, I'm, I'm always <laughs> ready to hear from Pity Pedro. So Pity Pedro reviewed this film on May 2011. He gave it 10 out of 10 and said it was spectacular. I was simply bored and browsing my Netflix queue when I came upon this gem. I have never seen the original, uh, but 
from what it looks like, the sequel makes up for the lack of imagination and penchant for historical accuracy James Cameron places in all his movies. The Avatar, The Terminator, and True Lies. Right. I was oh, astounded. Oh. <laughs> Go on. Oh, wait till the end. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was astounded by the ingenuity. I can't say that word. Ingenuity. Ingenuity. Yeah, that word that I can't pronounce. Of Shane Van Dyke, brackets grandson of legendary Paul Van Dyke, using heart-wrenching dialogue and clever metaphors such as the lightning never strikes twice. I, I didn't even die. know the, <laughs> the RMS Titanic was struck by lightning. Either way, I was mesmerized by the CG, which closely resembles PlayStation graphics. Oh. I was very disappointed when I learned that this movie did not receive any Oscars, which is unfortunate because Van Dyke could have won Best Screenplay, Director, and Leading Male Actor. Yeah, I'd, give, I'd give Pretty Potato, whatever it was called. <laughs> Pretty Pedro. Pretty Pedro. Not- not for using words that I cannot pronounce. Engineering. What a yeah. Sad little life, Pity Pedro. <laughs> Pity Pedro, yeah. Um, right, the three films he mentioned there Terminator, Avatar, and True Lies. Only one of them takes place in the real world. Terminator takes place in like a futuristic future world slash like time travel and avatar is on an alien planet so how can he be how can he be holding him to account on historical accuracy (laughs) future history because pity pedro is from the year 20 he's thinking in the year 3000 (laughs) isn't he yeah we're just sat here like we're dangerously close to some mcfly lyrics here it's fine sue me um i'm angry about that last one (laughs) I've never seen you lost for words before. It's just like, I don't understand why. Like, Also, he said, did you say Paul Van Dyke? Yeah, it said yeah. Paul Van Dyke is his grandass. Right, because Paul Van Dyke is a house DJ, isn't he? I don't know. I'm just reading the oh, reviews. He's, 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 I didn't he's, put research into the reviews. <laughs> no, research is the... Don't uh, pay the, us anything review. for this. Hey, when we get that smooth my balls money, I will give you... <laughs> All the free go on them. Um, <laughs> that sounds weird. I'll take that back. Um, no, his 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 grandfather is Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I'm sure Paul Van Dyke is a DJ. Well, he's legendary, apparently. Well, oh, I I'm so confused. I think he's just heard the word Van Dyke and just you know whatever. Yeah, it was that um, 16th century painter. Is his granddad? Yes. <laughs> In conclusion. That was 2010's Titanic 2, or as I like to call it, Titanic Poo. <laughs> uh, your favourite lines from the film, please. Uh, mine is, and I didn't quote this at the time, but when the Titanic explosion happens, somebody just goes, not again. <laughs> oh, why did you mention that before? That's brilliant. I missed it out. <laughs> like the first time the Titanic exploded in flames. One guy who survived the Titanic originally is back on that one. He's like, no, oh, this again. A hundred years later. This is bullshit. Goodbye. Let's see. Oh, right, bye. <laughs>